A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Dr. Mariam Zamani, and I'm an oculoplastic surgeon with a special interest in facial aesthetics and also the founder of MZ Skin. And this is the Guinea Pig Podcast. Why are we called the Guinea Pig? Because that's what I am. I'm writer and journalist Fiona Golfar, and I'm here ready and willing to try out just about any treatment and treatment going. We are the breath that you take before trying anything out there. So, if you're looking for an honest, no-holds-barred approach to invasive and non-invasive cosmetic surgery, then come join us from the clinic every Thursday on the Guinea Pig Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. We're here in the clinic. Hi. It's nice to be here, Marianne. You look well. Thanks, I... So do you. <laughs> Just being nice. Not. Um, but you do look well. Your skin's all glowy. and Thank you. you. look very nice and pretty today. Very relaxed. But I thought it would be interesting to revisit a few things that we've talked about over the last few months because I think it's always really interesting to see, you know, you do a treatment and I rave about it and I'm very excited about anything that I try generally. And everything's the holy grail. Everything's going to be the one that really works. And particularly for me, the episode about incontinence, I thought it'd be quite interesting to talk about how long that's lasted and whether it's really worked and, and what results I found. When did you do it again, Fia? I forgot. I did it about six months ago. And um, so how's it holding up? Obviously not so. Holding up is not the word. (laughs) Oh, no. No pun intended. (laughs) I would not use the word holding up. I would use the word holding in. Not great, which is quite interesting because if you remember, I went to see the lovely Tanya Adib, who I'm about to go and see again, because she gave me a series of radio frequency treatments. She injected PRP into around my urethra. She injected PRP into my clitoris, lest we forget. How was that? That was the cherry on top. Yes, well, literally, it was the cherry on top. I don't know. I didn't think it was the great I am. You know, I I was very happy to test drive it. I It was nothing to write home Jane. about. Certainly not worth having an injection into your clitoris for. But maybe for some it works. But for me, I didn't get the added bonus. <laughs> and, but what I have noticed six months down the line is about a month ago, I returned to the old putting the key in the door and finding myself weeing. And I know it's kind of, and so many women I talk to have this, you know, you think you're all right, you kind of vaguely need to pee, you get home, you put your key in the door, you turn it, you think, I must have a wee, and you're weeing. There is absolutely no breath between the thought and the deed. I kind of noticed that was beginning to start again, this kind of urgency to pee and not being able to control it. And I did the M-cell chair. I've had, you know, my You've done quite floor. a lot. Yeah you've, yeah, you've done quite a lot for yeah. that. So and can it's I, very, very expensive. Listen, so it's incredibly expensive. And they, and, and it's supposed to last for a year. 
So basically now six months down, is it just urgency now or do you feel like you're really back to where you started? No, I think I'm almost back to where I started. So I don't Mm. know whether words like lax would still be appropriate if, if, if she was to give me an internal examination about the sort of the, the, the muscle, um, the vaginal muscle, because that's what radio frequency is supposed to help stimulate all of that. But definitely the urge to pee and the control of it has really diminished the, the, the control. And it's kind of upsetting. You know, it's like we joke about, there's a thing called a she-we. Have you heard about it? No, what's okay, that? Okay, well, you will. Um, <laughs> never say never. A she-we is kind of like a condom, I think. I haven't actually ever used one oh i think i've seen it's like a little cup yes it's like a little cup and it fills up and and then it spills out the side and i kind of i am not ready to be the woman with a shiwi and nor am i ready to be the woman in you know support knickers with pads i just can't but you know actually not that this is uh i i haven't seen that i've seen advertisements for them but the similar type of underwear that have been created for menstrual cycle essentially Mm. uh so instead of using disposables that you need to get rid of. Oh my God, no, Fia's like no, shaking her head. You can't see her. not happening. I know, I no. know, I know, I know. And, but and I, yet a lot of older women who've cut, who I see since we did that episode and since I wrote about it for, I wrote about it for the Sunday Times, I think. A lot of people say, oh my God, what can I do? Women in their 80s and 70s yeah, and course. 80s. And I say not much actually because it's really, really hard to get your muscles kind of reactivated. And, and every time I try to do a pelvic floor, I go cross-eyed. I don't know if it happens to anybody else, but I'm so busy thinking about it, I kind of do weird things with my eyes as I'm, I'm doing a pelvic floor as we speak. But it kind of gets, you know, I'm not brilliant at pelvic floors. I bet you do about 10,000 a day. Cause I, don't do, I don't do any, actually. I was thinking, though, I don't think I've ever done them. Fortunately, don't have this problem. I, I did not have natural childbirth for either one of my two children, so perhaps that had something to do with it. And I'm also 10 years younger than you, so perhaps that's something I have to look forward to. But I will say that at Lancerhoff, when I went there, they did discuss the fact that there is gut health associated with that and that the laxity of the motility of the gut and also then of the urethra and that area in general is affected by your um, your gut health and so they they really affects Meyer puts everything most almost all ailments in the body stem from somewhere in the gut and that's why they have their cure mechanism or you know when they do their different kinds of fasts so there's medicine as we know it as in you go to a urologist you get a diagnosis and then we try to do either surgical or less invasive types of treatments or we advise on the things that you can just do like you know, the lovely, you know, knickers and things like that. Well, I had the mesh put in, do you remember? Yes, I know. Years ago I had the mesh put in, so I think I've always had a kind of predisposition to have a weak pelvic floor or bladder or all all of these things. It's interesting what you say about the gut because I've just been to see a really wonderful um, nutritionist who's going to come and talk to us on the show about gut health. And I, she took some hair samples and sent them off and historically I, um, I've had a few of those sort of tests done I've done hair samples poo samples oh, really? you name it samples yeah They've hair gone, samples my poo's what, what? gone all over the world oh, my poo's it? quite well known in America <laughs> <laughs> but um but I did these hair samples and I was showing my daughter Molly the um the results which a lot of it is in that kind of speak that you don't understand and when Petronella comes on she'll explain more to us but there is um, something which is a bacterial flora which is called Ackermansia 
A-double-K-E-R-M-A-N-S-I-A. Okay, never heard of that one. Check it out. And mine is low to undetectable, obviously. And it says, this is a super friendly microbe, which is associated with overall health and lean body type. Three words that never get applied to me. And then it says, it nibbles away at the lining of the gut and makes the gut lining stronger and more resilient, but it's only active when we're fasting. Low levels are associated with obesity and metabolic dysfunction. That would be me. Uh, You're neither of those things. Acromancia by increasing it, the way to increase it, I think is what it's trying to say in English is by increasing vegetables in the diet and by intermittent fasting. Who knew? So, But it's interesting that I am... But you eat a lot of vegetables, no? I have quite a healthy diet, actually. Yes. But I am predisposed, and I've done more DNA tests than you can shake a stick at because I wrote a big piece for Vogue years ago about DNA. And I have the propensity, I have the gene for obesity. I do, quite strongly. And, you know, my mother probably died of obesity, and my brother is probably not listening which is just as well but he's also incredibly large my Um. brother and genetically we are a very you know we're polish potato pickers what can i tell you but uh, you know but i I wouldn't consider you any any of those because as you know i'm never not trying to control my food and my health in some way i mean in a kind of quite lazy lay person way but not really. I, I mean, I think I think it's all a matter of you have the exposure to all these uh, great possible treatments, and your education on the matter is perhaps higher than the normal average Joe walking the street. And therefore, just because you have more awareness of it, doesn't necessarily mean that you know. But I I would put good money, Mariam, that if you and I ate the same food for a week, on some kind, you would probably shed. For, I just think it's a genetic thing. I I. I eat something and my body thinks, oh, stay with me. I'll just pop you on my thigh. You know, no, just, I, I, just I don't. Is, that's the way my body's always been. It holds on to weight. I think that, yes, there are people who are more prone to holding on to weight. But I also think that um, I, for instance, am very in tune with my body in terms of uh, when I'm hungry, I eat. When I'm not hungry, I might snack. I, I won't lie. Like, I, I love sugar and I'm trying desperately not to have so much sugar at all in my diet. But I will say that over time, the more education you have and the the more your taste buds adapt to those types of foods, then things change. But I will say that I, for instance, I go on a vegan diet and I gain weight. I'm that person who gains weight. Well, a lot of people, and, I think, and I'm fatigued. Matter, yes. And I'm fatigued beyond because I need animal protein because I do not know how to regulate my body with non-animal protein, if that makes sense. Mm. So we talked about this in last episode. We, we we did, but I think episode. I think for instance for you, you know, maybe you're not so in tune and what works best for your body. And so and just what as a, has to say I know I'm excited to hear results because they go on and on. And the really good news is that I'm gluten intolerant. I always want to smack people who are gluten intolerant. <laughs> and um, there I am. So I'm So you are one of those people? I'm very intolerant of intolerances. So even when my daughter who is completely she only has to brush past something that's got milk in it and you know she looks like she's got eczema but i was it took me a really long time yeah i'm very intolerant of lots of things stigmas but can i but yes but gluten came back very strongly really for me it doesn't surprise me because if I do eat all that stuff, pasta and all the things I really like, I get a terrible stomach ache and it lasts for hours. But see, there you go. You know, yeah. you, so know, what, you know what works. My brain said, absolutely not. We're not giving up pasta. So I'm going back to see Tanya to see if we can kind of revisit the wee problem because I do think, if anybody, I'm going to be the 
the pioneer and the in, spokesperson, in the spokesperson for for Wee Wee. I think we've gone. I've gone so far down the line. I've shamed myself in front of just about everybody <laughs> on the planet, and uh, I'm going to do that. That's going to be a big thing, and I'm going to get my gut in order. So I think that's going to be my kind of spring project. I don't think these things happen overnight. Something I've really no, I learned. think it's a it's a long term. But I I do think that sometimes with like the pelvic floor, you know, mm. having radio frequency. It makes sense that it only works for a little bit of time because uh, it only works so long as the treatment is working. And I don't know if you remember, but she said this will continue to work for six months and then it should last thereafter. Mm. So radio frequency just in general for when I do it on the face or we say that it lasts for about a year, but it's actually working for those first six months, building new collagen and, and strengthening that bond. And so I do think it's interesting that once it stopped working, you you immediately sort of oh noticed God, that did I notice, yeah. and that's actually one of the reasons why I don't always love radio frequent like people people love radio frequency on the face because it actually feels good for the most part unless it's combined with another modality but um I, I don't really use it so much because I find that it's I find it's just an expensive treatment that needs to be done so many times to maintain that sort of result which is unfortunate. So I guess for the body, it could be that way too. I'll be interested to see what Tanya has to say afterwards. There's something else I wanted to ask you about. Actually, so happy to be in a doctor's office that a friend of I mine... I don't do toes, no. <laughs> a friend of mine... It's always a friend. ...was suggested that she should try something called Pixel Q switch laser treatment. What's that? Uh, you've done that with me. Mm-hmm. Does it hurt? Did I like it? It hurts a little bit. It's basically, no, it's basically, there are different kinds. It's using uh, an erbium laser to create a grid-like pattern on the face, neck, decolletage, anywhere really. Um, It can be used in varying strengths and it could be either fractional, which means only part of the skin is, is treated, or it can be completely ablative. And it's a way to help stimulate collagen production, help decrease pigmentation, and just increase cell turnover. So it's just a, it's a nice pick-me-up sort of type of treatment. There is downtime with it. It can be anywhere from three days to two weeks, depending on how strong of a oh, treatment is. Oh, is that what is. we did? Did, did, I, and did very, I pale? Did I impale? Did I peel? Did you I did, pale? You, <laughs> Did you I didn't peel? peel, but you were very red, oh, and then and we did a light one. It was just like yeah. a, just a refresh. It's, I like it for the refresh. She was type told of she thing. needed a kind of doctor's letter to say that she was, you know, okay to have it. Is that common? That kind of question? Uh, Do you need to get cleared with your doctor? If no, you unless you're taking uh, unusual medication or perhaps some have some equipment like you know, even with a pacemaker, you could do that treatment. Nothing that I can think of. No, other than medication, it's just nice to know what medication. So you would on. freeze the face first. You would you put numbing cream and then you can put numbing cream or you, I actually do most of them with nothing. Um, okay, so it's not a terribly painful. It's uncomfortable. It depends on how. See, I have high. no memory. It's like child bath. Every every beauty <laughs> treatment I have. So um, I've tried it myself. I did it when I was forty, and I'd love to do it again. I can't do it on myself, and so it's very it difficult. Me. I can always do it on you. Do you want to try it now? Yeah, let's Let, let's do it. Yeah, but you know your skin is looking really good. But I think that's also because of the diet detox that yes, you've been doing i think the detox and i do notice a kind of glossiness when i and am. you're not Guess as pink. what i've been doing what twice a day twice a day i've been cleaning my face <gasps> no yeah. way i didn't think yeah. it would happen that's yes, why i didn't understand happened. she was like you know touching I her face am, i i cleanse with you in the morning i love you i feel that we need um you need, need my, you need my right now. Yes. Thing. Okay. Thank you. I, and then I, and then I cleanse with this kind of clay evening cleanser 
situation from decree. So that night. could be the whole change in your system. And then system. I've been using my once a week peels. Know, peels. That's a whole new me. Any minute you know what? I'm, I'm so happy. Legs. I'm just so happy that you are venturing out mm. and trying slowly, new things. Slowly, slowly catch your monkey, Mariam. <laughs> slowly, slowly catch your monkey. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's true, actually. It is true about slowly catching monkey because I'm much older than you. you know, I'm like in my late fifties, and I kind of I I feel like I know what I know, or I do what I do, and it's very hard to change habits. It is. You know, it's like really hard to change food habits. It's really hard to change your beauty habits. So it was really exciting having Celia come in Absolutely. and um, show me kind of like what the trends in makeup are. Because even though I was a makeup artist, I kind of always felt like I knew best. Well, I always feel like I know best, but but, but don't you know best? No, I kind of know best. <laughs> my mother used to say, "There's my way and the wrong way." <laughs> and I kind of feel that I have inherited that from her. But um, it was really interesting to learn because makeup, when I first started making it, was so kind of one way of doing it. And so I kind of stuck with my habit. So it was really, I love the way that Celia taught us how to do glowy, dewy. Things change too. Makeup's change so much. Yeah. Even how to apply it. Yeah. I'm branching out in the makeup world too. Are you? I am. What are you doing? I you're doing a hyaluronic tinted moisturizer oh yes well I'm doing that for my skincare I am how did you know that yeah because you're good like that it's coming out actually imminently I really am going back to the no makeup sort of look I feel like since I came back from my cleanse and I tried to maintain like this a similar type of diet for an extended period of time I feel that um I have less swelling in my face. I felt I just feel like I'm just not holding fluid the same way. And I never thought I was a fluidy person, to be fair. So I, that's something that I saw that was different. And so my makeup, because I feel I can again, has really just to pop the eyes or do something. So it's very I, glowy your makeup. Uh, thank you. You were obviously uh, watching Celia last week. Uh, this, you know what? I, I have I have all her new tricks up my sleeve. Yes. So, and I'm also using a new eyelash grower that we're going to come out with. So I'm really excited about oh, that. Oh, I love can eyelash you, Can you grower. tell that my eyelashes well, are longer? they look very pretty, your eyelashes. But I'm, I used to have to buy it like, sorry, I'm, that's not assuming that I did ever buy drugs, but I used to have to buy it like, like drugs in New York, <laughs> eyelash grower, because you couldn't, it was, you couldn't buy Back it. Back then it was very difficult. It. So we used to go to this place on Lexington, New York, and like, have you got any? Oh my Should god! I give it to you under the counter. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm obsessed by it, especially as I did quite a lot of those having those individual lashes put in. And when you do it for about six months, anybody who's doing those individual lashes, which I love, I do too. It's I addictive. really love it. But I mean, after a while, it is addictive, and it can look quite funny because so many of my friends who have them have had them in for about two weeks, and you suddenly see like 
lash, a random yes kind of gap lash <laughs> kind of gap but it it killed my eyelashes did it when i took them all off at the end i had very 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 sparse eyelashes yeah well, so, they're not sparse now, um, but you, you never wear mascara. I never seen you with really mascara on, but you have very light lashes and brows I, because you're I blondie. I have like translucent lashes and brows. So I have to tint my lashes once a week. It's a nightmare. And I do my do brows you? at home. What do Marianne, you, what are the kind of three things, three like must do's to get ready for summer? Like so that my skin, instead of being kind of like a dry flaky snake which it is at the moment hasn't it's seen not at all how can i get my whole body kind of summer ready so i always think you know this time of year i always do for myself uh i've been lasered my whole body for hair removal so i always do like a little touch up do you around laser this yourself time. i do on occasion sometimes i go to one of the girls downstairs but i do like you know like a little tiny clean up around this time of year because so you i get just think that it's bikini cleanse underarm <laughs> cleanse, that bikini laser yeah yes i do uh, yes and you laser your, you laser your legs um i don't really have like i might have one or two odd hairs but i don't really have anything so i just do a, a quick laser i think this is the perfect time of year to do it mm-hmm. before you have exposure to the sun hopefully you've already been doing it for you know a couple weeks beforehand because it's not one treatment for someone like myself who doesn't have much to do like having one is enough to last me in another year do you think it's still really tough on blondes because i've it always is. had problem with lasering because yes. i've got such blonde hair is there what else would you do if you know you know what i was always wondering and i never found the answer to but if there's anybody out there who knows the answer i'd be very interested i always wondered why can't you tint the hair like so that it's darker for your the pubic t- hair well i did you know i tinted it hello t- obviously yes. <laughs> oh way before God. i was a guinea pig <sighs> I did. Really? Yes. You made I it what color? Say, yeah, I made it kind of like brown. I mean, I am fair. I'm like Scandi fair down there. Oh, wow. And up here and everywhere, really. So, Eyebrows, eyelashes. So lot. this brown hair on your head, this is not well, natural. Well, brown, thank you. But if you looked at it, because it's got, <laughs> it's got bleach, but actually it's like a very, it's like a dark blonde. The hair on my head Okay, is so that dark blonde, is that yeah, your natural that's hair? Natural okay, color. that's what but I thought. if you look at my arms... I don't, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, there's no hair to spot. But there there is, well, somewhere, there is hair, there was, there is. I have very little hair. So I, but anyway, I always wondered why you can't just slightly give it a tint and then it would be picked up by the laser. So I'm not quite sure why that rationale is, because the reason, yeah, so the, the discrepancy is that the laser is absorbed by the pigmentation in the hair and then goes down into the hair shaft and that's where it's magic work. So I always wondered, you know, because you cut the hair very short or like you shave just before, but it can still pick up that very the small roof. amount of pigment. So I always wondered why couldn't you just have like an immediate pigment like tint other than perhaps it might, if it's not done well, you could perhaps burn the skin I or might something. Get any but no, well, I'm not going to be the one to do that. I don't know any, but I don't know any doctor who's going to, who's going to okay that. But you know, I think it's a good idea, but I, again, Dr. Schmockter. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. You're going to find your laser I'm machine. I'm going to find my laser machine. I'm going to find a black market laser who can. Of course you are on Lex and. Uh, <laughs> Although years ago I did it just because I was bored of having blonde pubic hair. So I tinted it. I got it tinted. You had it tinted. Where did you go for that? Yeah, well, it was in back in the day. There's a place called Josh Wood Color Atelier. Josh Wood, who I love, well, absolutely love. They used to have beauty girls, but they don't anymore. They ah. have beauty um, technicians there, and I was like, "Do you think you can? Why can't you tint your pubic hair if you can tint everything else?" So we did it, and it's quite nice. I mean, I quite liked it. Nothing. 
How embarrassed were you? Or not at all? How embarrassing is it having a bikini wax? I mean, like, once you've gone down that road, like, once you've... Bikini wax, you're still wearing your... your, your PRP injection (laughs) into (laughs) your Sorry. All right. Well, I mean, I'm still wearing underwear when I have laser guns. I never know how those girls who do bikini waxes presume. I just don't know how they do it. I mean, that is not, you know, that's not my idea of a great way of spending time. But seeing as they're there and they tint your eyebrows and they tint the rest of you, like, I just asked. Yeah, of course. I said, do you think? And I think she was as curious as I was. So we did it. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. That's what I do with my time, Marianne. (laughs) Sometimes I think about reading Dickens and I think, no. I'm just going to get my pubic hair tinted. <laughs> you know. Oh my God, I love you, I, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Yeah, stick with me. We can talk about Yeah, anything. obviously. I'm sure, listen, I'm sure I'm not the only person out there. No, I'm... Uh, I wouldn't mind having different color pubic hair. Uh, actually, I have to say a very good friend of mine uh, many years ago, we were at, uh, she had lunch at her house or something and, and, the, and the conversation went to that it goes white down there too and i oh, remember does. being so shocked as a doctor i was like mortified weird? Yeah, and so i was like why did i not know that i've actually gone to you know i've done anatomy class i know, i've seen lots of you know dead bodies and uh, you know funny thing is you can't tell oftentimes if it's a man or a woman after you've done that you know when you're dissecting but i never thought about the color of the hair that was not something that to climb into yeah. my brain sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's not always that easy that was never that was never one of the things that came up oh my god so you asked me what else to do for the skin yeah. so i also think that in order to prep the skin not just for the summer just in general this is a really good time to if there's like any sunspots or any pigmentation mm-hmm. on the skin i think it's a really nice time to have a mole check and you know to go to your dermatologist and if there's anything unusual to have it checked out I always think that you should have a biopsy with pretty much anything that you take off your body. I'm just going to give a very faint example is I had a patient who came in with what looked like a very normal sebaceous cyst. And I I was like, you know, I'm just going to send it for biopsy because I always do. And it came back as a basal cell carcinoma. So I was, did not have at all the clinical presentation that I would expect from a skin cancer. And so I think now is a really great time to, to have your body checked out. But in terms of things that you can do for yourself, um, before if, the sun comes out on them, probably yeah, course, there are some yes. things that you should do now so that in six weeks or 10 weeks when if the sun, the sun well, no, there also things get massed a little bit when you're tan. Like if you, if you do have sun exposure and you have a little bit of a tan, then maybe that little mark might not show up or it blends in a little bit more. And then it's another six months before you see something. So I think that's really important, but in general, um, to get summer ready, I think it's all about nutrition. It's about your diet. And then little tweaks that you can do for your skin is to have uh, a nice exfoliation. So it's the same thing that you're doing on your face. Uh, to have a nice skin exfoliation and also to use some brushing to get rid of some of the dead skin and improve circulation in your body, helps movement of lymphatic drainage. So I think all of those types of things, the manipulation of, of those, you know, of the body parts will help in terms of diminishing the appearance of cellulite. You know, you can't really get rid of cellulite, but you can make it look a little bit better. There's a great product called Dermalac, which actually is a sort of like, it's like a, it's like a liquid exfoliant that, um, 
Actually, I give it to Molly to use because I don't know what you'll know what it's called. Molly gets those little bumps. I get keratosis, yeah, keratosis yeah, in the red, uh, and pillars. it really helps take those bumps. So that and the best treatment. Some of the reasons people get that. I used to get them too, and now I don't because one, I don't take really hot showers. They can be triggered by that. So it's and basically over exfoliation can be bad, but you oh. do need to exfoliate. So lactic acids, things that have lactic yes. a, different kinds of AHAs, can help diminish that. And then the problem with very hot you know, baths and showers is that it exacerbates it. So you're not taking in the hydration. So it's actually using good hydration, not being too aggressive with scrubbing, but using, uh, you know, a combination of different acids to actually eat up the little bit of keratin that's sitting up where the hair oh. follicles come out. Nice uh, ameliorate, uh, ameliorate is another cream that helps with, yes, is it, uh, with that? yes, I think I'm saying that right. I tell my patients that sometimes, even though that's not generally something that I treat, but yes. And Dermalac, I know it's a, it's by Environ. It's a really nice brand. Often when I'm having, well, I've had laser actually under my arms and that worked on the fur hair. But when I do do any lasering, there's a period that you can't go into the sun. You always ask. Ideally, so. yes. Ideally, you wouldn't be in the sun. Mainly it's in case you've had a reaction. It's not really because if you've oh, had, so. yeah. So if you're totally fine and, you, and you've had it done and you've gone out like two weeks later, you're okay. But we say generally for most people to just stay a month just in case that something might have been a little bit more aggressive and then you, you don't yeah. want to create pigmentary problems afterwards so mm-hmm. if you've had a laser and then you've had some even if it's very mild and you might not see it and you go into the sun you could get pigmentation problems later and my final question to you Mariam I got this from is a friend it? of mine who I think so well I maybe is that um, never in the ends. shows this season in yes. Paris that for, for the summer there was a lot of bare ankle, but the mules, slip on mules, backless mules. So I got a, a, a message from a friend of mine saying, what can you do with ankles? Is there any way that you can kind of, can you f- refine an ankle, do you think? Can oh, you, you make it more slender? Can you make an ankle more slender? So it depends. If there is a God, there will be a yes to this question. Um, it's a difficult question. So... You know, they, uh, they have that terrible name, Kankles, uh, you know, where the you're so funny. Yeah. But sometimes you can do a little bit of liposuction in that area. A lot of doctors won't go through that, but you could. Um, but it's generally very difficult to sort of treat uh, that sort of ankle area. Having said that, I don't love all these mules because I don't think they're good for the position of the foot. Again, I know I keep going back to Lanserhoff, but I realize that my position in my gait and the way that my feet are on the ground and that flats are like really the enemy and you know I'm not a huge fan of those unless you've got good insoles which I do by the way now I can just see the new Bottega Veneta mule with its own insoles <laughs> but I think oh, they yeah, should but you know the you Birkenstocks have, uh, Birkenstocks have made a huge comeback everybody's making like I know, similar I, I know so do I but like those are those have always been made to be ergonomic how do you say that but Ergometric. my um, my Pilates teacher, this is now beginning to sound a bit wanky, but, but my <laughs> Pilates teacher says to me that she hates me wearing Birkenstocks and things. I Why? have a weird thing. Well, but she says it's that bad that my feet kind of roll over and that she wants my feet supported. So interestingly, again, I'm going back to Lanzerhoff since I was obviously very impressionated by it. They were telling me for my feet, now I'm perhaps it's different for everybody else's feet, but for my little feet, All feet actually, yeah, I, th- I think most feet are equated equal to, but it's actually good to walk barefoot, which I never do mm. uh, because of the way that you grip, grip the ground. So socks are not good or like, 
like in-house like slippers and things are not good. It's better for your feet to be able to. So that's why they're actually not against this Birkenstocks because I don't know if you've noticed, but there's like a little bump uh, where you, where your toes go across and that acts as like your foot grasps that when it's walking. And that's why it's not so bad. God, I'm loving the idea of seeing you in a Birkenstock, Maria. <laughs> you know, you never seen me one? No, I've seen you because we both wear trainers a lot. Yes. I, well, I don't wear them. I don't wear them to. I can't wear open toe shoes to work. So that's mm. why, since we're in the clinic, I can't really walk around and have There's bloody foot fo- clog. No, that. So I don't do the clogs. I do regular Birkenstocks, and I'm really upset that I didn't save them because in high school I was a total deadhead, and I probably had. Well, I wasn't a total deadhead because I I had like ten pairs of Birkenstocks, and I guess that goes against the ethos of it. But I had them in every color. I had them in blue and green and burgundy and black. The and sustainables out there will love you if they if they thought you kept them. I know. I I have one pair at my parents' house, and that's about it. But I wish I'd kept them all. I think that's. I think we've run out of time. But that was rather a gripping episode. I think. <laughs> I don't know what we've Learning learned about my Birkenstocks. I'm to stop weeing myself by the end of the summer, and I'm going to carry on investigating all the options for those of you out there who are sufferers like I am. And, and if, by the way, if any of you guys have a treatment that you have trialed and you're not sure about it or you want us to trial, please do let us know. Yeah, you can always email us on the guinea pig pod at gmail.com or you can always send a message on our Instagram, which is yes. the guinea pig podcast. DM us. I love, yeah, a, DM. I love a DM. <laughs> all right. So we're ready to gallop into summer. We are indeed. I'm always ready for the summertime. I'm a water baby, so yay, summer. Yay, summer. Me in a bikini. Ah! Thanks, guys. And please also, if you want, write a review on Apple Podcasts as it really, really helps us in making this. Bye. The guinea pig provides unbiased information to those who may be considering cosmetic surgery or even trialing a non-invasive treatment or product. We do not endorse the use of any product or procedure featured in this podcast and are not responsible for the outcome of any of the treatments featured on this podcast or damage caused in connection with any treatments or products. Should you decide to try any of the procedures, treatments or products mentioned in any episode of The Guinea Pig, you do so at your own risk. Always consult an independent and fully qualified medical professional if you are considering embarking on a medical procedure, irrespective of whether it's an invasive or non-invasive procedure.